Thanks for joining me on the podcast today. I want to share some personal feelings with you. My adopted sister, Mary Jane Mathena, passed away November 20th, 2021, around 3.17 p.m. She was at St. Joseph's Hospital where she was suffering from COVID-19 and pneumonia. and You know how that goes. Complications and other things start going wrong as well. She was a beautiful woman, beautiful young lady. And at age 72, she still had the spirit of how much she loved God and how much she wanted to serve Him. She had the type of personality as always putting someone else first before herself. She was always thinking about others. I remember when we first adopted her. This is kind of a funny story. I was adopted from the state orphanage, the same place where Mary Jane was, when I was age five. Mary Jane was nine years old. So two years later, after I turned about seven years old, we adopted Mary Jane. And we drove up to the front of the state orphanage. There's like an oval circle, the roadway. And we pulled up front, and there she was, standing there on the curbside with a little small suitcase, because in the orphanage, you don't own much. You don't have anything. She had a set of clothes that they sent with her, and that was about it. She jumped in our car, opening the door on her own, and just said, hi, I'm Mary Jane. And she looked at me and smiled and said hi to me, and I didn't know how to react, so I said hi back. And my dad, kind of gripping the steering wheel, looked over his right shoulder and said, you're Mary Jane? And she said yes, and we drove off, and as we joked in our family, are we sure we got the right girl? We didn't even walk in to sign papers or anything. Things were done in advance. And she was just put at the curbside waiting for us. We couldn't believe it. But what an amazing experience. And we drove right back to Fort Collins at 604 Sycamore Street, where we resided there for a few more years and moved over to 240 North Shields in Fort Collins. Mary Jane just adapted so quickly and was the kind of person that always stuck up for me. I remember when we moved to Shield Street and we changed schools, I was going to Putnam Elementary School. There were some problems and kids would name call, calling us some ethnic slurs. And I remember one time a bully was chasing me home from school and he wanted to fight me and put up his fists and I was too scared to fight, I didn't know what to do. And here come Mary Jane running up out of nowhere and she jumped between me and the bully and she put up her fist and says she would fight him. Well, you know, back then guys didn't hit girls. <laughs> Mary Jane was in her dress because at school the girls wore dresses, but she, she was ready to fight. And for about a week on, Mary Jane would make sure she walked me home from school to make sure that same bully didn't pick on me again. So that was one of my great experiences with Mary Jane. And I knew then we were friends, we were close. And I just enjoyed those kinds of experiences with Mary Jane. The very first elementary school that we attended was called the Laporte Avenue School. We liked that school, but because we had to move and we changed schools, Jane had the fondest memories of her teacher, Miss Beeler, who was her fourth grade and 
teacher, and she just really had the greatest admiration for her. And she missed people. She always wanted to see her again, but never had the opportunity. But I did see Miss Beeler when I became mayor of Fort Collins. It was at a teacher's convention in Fort Collins at the Hilton Hotel. And I conveyed that message to her, how my sister always wanted to see her again, and that she loved her very much. Miss Beeler was getting old in age, and she was very thankful, and she said she definitely remembered Mary Jane without a doubt. Mary Jane was always such a helper around the house, and Mom taught her well about keeping things clean and neat and picking up after ourselves as soon as we made a mess and not just leave things undone. Well, that leads to this humorous story, and we had some guests that stayed at our house one time on Laporte Avenue Street when we lived on the corner of Laporte and Lyon Street. And they got up that morning to use the restroom, and Jane was already up. So when they came back to bed, the bed was already made. And we thought that was the funniest thing, and Jane had to talk to Mom about why she should wait till company for sure was getting up, and that was okay to pause once in a while. She didn't really like cooking that much at her early age, but Mom taught her anyway and that was a good thing for her family. Jane had a lot of struggles with her health, and particularly her back. She seemed to have a lot of back pain, and at some point they diagnosed it as a birth defect that she had. While growing up, she had kind of a tomboyish personality. She wanted to play baseball and do all the things that guys did. And my dad used to give her a nickname. He called her Gravel Gertie. If you don't know who Gravel Gertie is, it's a cartoon in the newspaper that used to come out regularly and she was kind of a hillbilly gal that did everything the guys did. Even when we played outside she was always helping me out. We used to have those old-fashioned roller skates that were made out of metal and you had a key that he had to tighten them close against your shoes that you were wearing. They kept coming undone for me and she'd put them back on for me and readjust it and tighten it up for me and help me stand back up on my feet. She just seemed to be so caring for me. I couldn't believe the photograph of Mary Jane and I when she first came from the orphanage. Mom made us pose for a picture. It was an old black and white picture with a little brownie camera. And we're standing on the front door steps at 604 Sycamore Street. And when I looked at that picture, I thought, oh my goodness, we're both dressed the same. We both had the same color of shoes and we're both wearing shorts, and Mary Jane was holding my hand. It's a loving picture, but I can't believe Mom dressed us up like twins. When we traveled on family trips, we'd always leave at three in the morning. I don't care if we were gone. We were leaving at three in the morning to go to Albuquerque, usually, to visit my Aunt Margaret. And I enjoyed going down there. It was a great trip, and used to see my cousin Al and my cousin Connie. She was a beautiful girl growing up and she looked like a movie star. And So we enjoyed going down there to visit with them for the week. And I remember when we'd leave at three in the morning and Jane would get car sick and she didn't feel very good. And we used to have to pull over the road once in a while to help her out. But during the one trip, we took off from school a little bit early and her homework assignment to make up for her class was to memorize the 50 states and capital. This was a chore. 
all the way down to Albuquerque and while we were in Albuquerque and all the way back from Albuquerque, we kept going over with her the 50 states and capitals. Now my grandmother didn't speak hardly English at all, but I think she had them memorized. Mary Jane never did get it down. My mom had it memorized, I had it memorized, so when I went to class in the fifth grade a couple years later, I already knew the 50 states and capitals and I passed the test with flying colors. But Mary Jane just couldn't quite get it down. I remember <laughs> my mom, she told Jane, she pointed at her, she pointed her finger towards her forehead and she tapped her on the head and she said, the capital of Florida is Tallahassee, and she made this impression with her finger on her head on every consonant, Tallahassee. And I thought died laughing, but she did remember that as a capital for sure. Things were just fun in our life, and uh, we grew up fast, and Jane fell in love with a guy named by Mike Mathena, who was the greatest husband she could ever have. I am so honored and respect Mike so much because he done so much for her. He cared for her hand and foot until the day she passed away. Mike was a man and a man of his word. And when he took those vows, he meant it. And the both grew up together in the churches that they attended. Mary Jane got married while I was overseas serving in the military. And I remember seeing some of the wedding pictures and I was happy for her and I was just glad that she was gonna be happy as well. They had two children, Mark and Myra, beautiful kids, married, Mark married Jenny and Myra married Matt. Matt Smith is a pastor of a church in Las Vegas, Nevada and Mark's a professional plumber and Jenny volunteers at the schools and she was a travel agent at one time and they had their own kids. They had great kids too. Uh, I, they're, they're all intelligent. Mark and Meyer were homeschooled and learned well. Their social interaction is awesome. And I just love those kids and I plan on staying in touch with them as much as possible and with Mike as well. Mike's a strong man, strong as an ox. He's a plumber and he still builds fences still adds on to his house doing things that Mary Jane wanted. The things that he did to the house was because Mary Jane wanted it. Now that's, that's a husband. Just this last year, they celebrated their 50th wedding anniversary. And the church that they belonged to, the congregation was just packed with people celebrating their 50th wedding anniversary. Her and I loved going to Laramie, Wyoming to visit our Aunt Manda because she could cook up a storm when it came to homemade bread. You could smell it a block away. So we love visiting the Alm family and Cheryl and Virginia and Marianne and all of them. The David Alm and Johnny Alm and many of them have passed on. But we, we love visiting that family. And then we'd love to go to Cheyenne and we'd see Ina and Dave Alm and visit Uncle Albert and the rest of them. And it was such a great time in our life while growing up to constantly get together with our family and we constantly had informal reunions there was nothing too organized we just kind of called it and decided hey everyone's going to be here let's go to 
Watson's Lake or let's go do this, but we had family gatherings that were unbelievable. We frequently would stay with my Uncle John and Aunt Belle at their home probably a couple times a month. We were always down there just to spend the night or maybe even two nights just hanging out with the family. Linda Jean was my Aunt Belle and Uncle Johnny's daughter and she was one of my babysitters and I had a lot of babysitting stories from my cousins. Mary Ann was a babysitter at one time. I think they all quit because I was just a little laundry. But then as Mary Jane got older, she took over. She watched over me. Mary Jane and I put dad and mom to rest in their last days. Such a hard thing to do. And then Jane's latter years, she just certainly had a lot of health issues between having double knee surgery and double ankle surgery and back issues and trying to deal with pain. I think Mary Jane was ready to go home. Even Mike said that she was ready. I know Mary Jane heard our voices as we were speaking. In those last moments, you could watch her heart rate go up before they actually did the disconnect. And she tried to open her eyes. I know she would have loved to say something because that was in her heart. But with the ventilator and everything attached to her, it was impossible. Finally, when we put her to rest, they disconnected everything. It only took about 15, 20 minutes before she passed on to be with the Lord in heaven. Before we left the room, Mike said, let's just pray before we leave the room. And we all held hands and prayed together. It was a heartfelt moment, but it was a sigh of relief that she's no longer suffering. She's gone on to be with the greatest physician of them all, the Lord Jesus Christ. Jane used to always call me almost every week. And if she didn't call me, I called her to wonder why she didn't call me. And in her conversation, she always used to tell me, praise the Lord when something good happened. And she always found something good to say to praise the Lord. And she always told me how much she loved me. That would always make me well up in my eyes. And I always told her that I loved her back and she'd praise the Lord again. And she always closed with how she missed mom and daddy. That's how she always referred to dad as daddy and how much she missed them. And I said, I do too. And then she would get emotional. And we would hang up and say goodbye. I love her very much, but I know she's in good hands. If anyone's gonna make it to heaven, it will be her. I think when she gets at the pearly gates, as people like to say, God's gonna say to her, well done, my good and faithful servant. Mary Jane was so great with craft work and she was a champion quilt maker. And I mean champion, she won state county affairs and state championship affairs with making quilts and blankets. I have one of her prize winning quilts that she gave to me. I have a picture of her standing with all her ribbons that she had one year, more than you could shake a stick. Here's one of the neat traits about Mary Jane that one of her high school friends wrote me about, Dolores Mata. And I'll read it to you. It says, I'm sorry for your loss. I have great memories of Mary Jane and I will keep her in my prayers. I will never forget her kindness and acceptance of all those people in high school who were loners. Mary Jane would always walk up to people, introduce herself, and always had a smile for everyone. 
The world has lost another angel who made this world a better place. I admire her and will keep her in my prayers always. I hope you're doing well, Ray. That's part of the story about Jane that a lot of people don't know. She always cared for everyone, putting herself first. That's a life lesson for me. That's a takeaway for me. God bless you. Hope you have a great day.